Hi, I'm Elise, and this is the Courage Project Podcast, a place where I share vulnerable and open conversations about the ways I am choosing to live more consciously and return to who I truly am. May this be a sanctuary for you to meet more of yourself and to embrace the fullness of life. Here we are! Oh my goodness! Um, As you probably know, this podcast came to a bit of a halt back in October, which we will totally get more deeply into later. But here we are, and I'm so excited to meet you again. I truly feel like I am a whole different human since I last recorded a podcast back in October. And I say this because I went through a very potent death and rebirth portal, which (laughs) does sound very terrifying and dark, I admit. And although it was kind of like that at times, it was probably the most beautiful thing that has happened to me and for me now looking back at it in retrospect and also from moment to moment. And again, we will get more into this later, but these death and rebirth portals are so important in our lives as we experience change and growth. And I will say I've definitely been experiencing these of different sizes and different multitudes for quite a while now, some of which I will outline in this episode. But I say that these death portals are important because it's part of our evolution and it can be so beautifully transformative when we surrender to them. And I think that's something that so few people will do or will be willing to do multiple times because it's uncomfortable to change and let go of things that are part of you um, or that you thought were part of you, but maybe no longer are. So anyways, we'll get further into this in the episode, but a little bit about where I'm coming at this new approach to the Courage Project podcast from is a sense of like, I want it all to exist here. And I want this podcast this sanctuary to be the fullest expression of myself and of my life that I've been living and I always like to see the metaphors and everything so in this situation I'm going to draw an analogy to music I am absolutely fascinated by music in its power to evoke emotions and moods and tones and to create experiences and honestly to transport you to different times to different experiences and memories and it gives you the power to literally relive those moments just so fascinating but i want to tap back into the point about emotions and mood that you can associate with music because i love to use music to set the tone that I want to experience or the mood that I want to experience or even to align with the mood that I am experiencing. And as is reflective in the fullness of the human experience, this mood can change and shift so drastically from moment to moment, day to day, 
season to season and we have tendencies to like gravitate towards certain types of music depending on what we're going through in each moment or in each season. And so sometimes I'm like in the mood for something that's kind of slow and in the feels or has like words that are deep and resonant with me. But sometimes I'm in the mood for like some upbeat Afro beats and I want to move my body or some sensual music that's got my chest and my hips circulating. Or maybe I want some like happy indie folk music to just like uplift my mood. It all exists within my realm, within my experience, and they all create such different experiences of life, of whatever moment I'm in. And so I say all of this because I want to bring that fullness, the spectrum of music that I listen to, into this sanctuary of the Courage Project podcast. I want to bring that slow, grounded, sensual energy, but I also want to bring like that upbeat, lively, radiant energy or anything in between or anywhere on that spectrum. So you can expect to have maybe some conversations that are a little bit more like earthy, grounded, slow, and some that are a little bit more fiery and a little bit more abrupt and something that's like a little bit unexpected and I think that is something that I want to create space for to exist all of it so there's my like intention for the courage project podcast to come and that's obviously going to look different from episode to episode but we will see how that unfolds in the future to come And for now, what I want to do with this episode is honestly do something I have never done before on this podcast or even really on like Instagram, which I'm assuming most of you are coming to the podcast from my Instagram. Um, But I'm going to introduce myself and I'm going to tell you a bit of my story. I've kind of broken it into four like main events over the past about two and a half, three years that will give you some insight on some of the experiences that have culminated and cultivated that will create the backdrop for the conversations that we will have to come. So let's just get started without further ado. (laughs) This is exciting. I love that I'm literally like recording a podcast right now. What? I'm sorry, I'm just having a little moment. Um, I'm going to take a little sip of my tea before we start. Actually, you know what? This might be a good opportunity to just take a little breath and come together and ground before we get into the meat of this episode. So let's just take, on your own time, a nice, slow, juicy inhale and the same quality of exhale. All right, let's begin. So I want to take us back about two and a half, 
three years to where I feel my self-discovery and journey of living courageously began. And before I get to exactly that point, I want to define what I mean by living courageously because I truly see this as a culmination of little and big decisions that you choose to make, choosing yourself rather than what you've been told that you should do, either explicitly or implicitly. So maybe there's someone in your life who literally told you like this is the path that you should be taking. Or maybe it was just something that you kind of absorbed subtly and indirectly from society, from what you see other people doing, from the world that you have grown to know, which is always so limited. Like you don't know what you don't know until you know, right? (laughs) So anyways, living courageously is the culmination of those little decisions. When you choose you, rather than that external influence of what you should do. And one beautiful thing that I can see about my journey in particular, and I think many other people's journeys share the same quality, is that oftentimes it's not so obvious or abrupt when you have begun your journey of self-discovery. And We all stumble upon this like awakening or deepening of consciousness in our own unique ways. And oftentimes we don't know we're actually contributing to the beginning of this journey until later when you can see it in retrospect. So for me, my like gateway (laughs) into self-discovery, spirituality, this entire path that I seem to have walked down so far and continue to walk was fitness and I think one thing about fitness that really gave me the sense of consciousness that's kind of developed into what it is now and continues to grow into is the awareness of my body and the intentionality of how I'm moving it and how I'm eating and nourishing it and how that all just starts to bring a little bit more awareness into life. And I think that's what the main foundation of any type of self-discovery or spirituality is, is like bringing more awareness and more consciousness and intentionality into the ways that we're doing life and interacting with life. (laughs) So back to my journey the way I started was actually during the pandemic. We all got sent home. I was in university at the time and we all got sent home as the pandemic hit. And I honestly just had this moment. It wasn't even really well thought out. And I think that's the beauty of it. It wasn't really overcomplicated. I didn't really know why I was doing it, but I just decided this one morning that I was going to start getting into fitness. And I had been in the gym plenty before through sports and things in high school, but that was the day that I decided I was really committing to getting my health in alignment. And I started to really get my nutrition in check and I worked out every day. And as you might (laughs) gather from what I'm saying already, 
it did grow to be a bit of a toxic relationship with fitness at the time, but that's kind of besides the point. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just started and just continued and devoted myself to that. And this passion for fitness really, really grew and flourished as I started to feel good and I started to feel more connected to myself and more energy and just more enthusiasm for life with that new sense of energy that I had. And I think that it was this exact experience that led me to have a little bit of inspiration to start my Instagram page, which originally started as a fitness page. I was Elise Fit Life, if you didn't already know this. Um, and same deal, like I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. And I didn't overcomplicate it. I just started and I just was sharing like mirror selfies with a workout in the caption with a silly filter. If you want to go check it out, scroll down to the bottom of my Instagram page. It's all still there. Um, so it's it's interesting that this fitness piece was such a key gateway piece into not only my journey of self-discovery, but into my journey, I guess I would call it, of social media and showing up on social media, which also was such a key piece and still continues to be such a key piece in my self that <laughs> Okay, I'm getting a little bit excited here. In my self-discovery journey is what I'm trying to say. I need to like slow down a little. So this was something that I pursued and leaned into and grew through for about the next year and a half, which was a very fast paced period of self-discovery and showing up for myself on social media and in my fitness journey and beginning to dip a little bit more consciously into spirituality. And I think that the areas that call for our questioning are often the deepest rooted parts of our identity. You know, the ones that we don't even otherwise think about or think to look at because it's just what it is. And it's what you've known your entire life. So it's just part of you. So all of this led me to about the time when I made my big decision to step away from my university degree and in saying no to what was really no longer in alignment with me i was also simultaneously saying hell yes to whatever was to come to me in the future that would be more in alignment even though at the time I didn't know what that was and i thought i knew what it was but i was totally wrong and it ended up that fell apart in the end anyways but this decision for me to step away from my university degree weighed so heavily on my heart because i didn't know myself without that and i had been feeling these nudges and callings getting so much louder so much clearer telling me that this was not in alignment and i felt misalignment not only with the degree itself but with the university system in general and the way that I was participating in a life 
that wasn't in alignment with what I truly believed by even just being part of this university. So me having grown up being this very academic, very high achieving girl all my life, all throughout school, high school, I was so confused when this started to feel like my new truth because I was like, what what does this mean about all that I've known myself to be, right? And of course there was so much resistance, but when I finally was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Like I was having panic attacks that were super severe and I was so spread thin across doing full-time school. But also at this point, my social media business had grown to be like a full-time business and I just couldn't do it all. So it became this point where I had to make a decision and I chose myself in that moment. I chose what was on my heart rather than this path of university and all of those steps that you know so well that are laid out for you after university, job, family, marriage, all the things. This was the path that was laid out for me and I chose to follow my own heart and see what was on the other side of what my heart was telling me. And don't get me wrong, that was scary as heck, but I couldn't have honestly possibly imagined where I would be if I did not make that decision. And the many decisions that followed as a result of me being in the place that I was once I made that decision. It's so incredible to just like look back and observe the ways that your life just falls into place so perfectly after every little decision you make or every little experience that you have. Like it's just, life is so cool. Anywho, moving on to the next kind of major part of my journey, I guess I would say, which I actually kind of believe did start with that decision to let that layer of myself die, that piece of my identity of a university student and all that that meant for me and all that that was supposed to mean for me for my future. Now, sometimes you really just have to let it all fall away to really see yourself stripped down beneath all these layers that have been added to you through life and conditioning and family and society and really be able to rebuild yourself as your truest expression of yourself. And so at around this point actually was when I would say I entered the void very willingly and kind of slowly. And this is a place that so few people will ever let themselves go to. Now, people do often end up there, but the difference is that oftentimes people are forced into this void space in a very catastrophic way because they aren't willing or aware enough to listen to those little nudges and those little signs of misalignment before it gets to that level of catastrophe. And so in myself, in willingly stepping into this void, in willingly shedding away 
so many layers of myself university being the first one to go i'd say i allowed myself to have such a beautiful experience of this concept that is so terrifying and dark from the outside i mean void space death portal this doesn't sound like a fun and friendly environment to be in but wow was it ever beautiful and i say that in retrospect but also from my moment to moment experience during my life during that time this was a season that i ended up in where i didn't know it at the time but i just like could not at an energetic level hold on to anything that wasn't in alignment with me so it started with university then shortly after that fell apart a job that i had and then the place that I was calling home at the time. I entered this deep state of surrender and I let that go and I moved back home with my parents. And then shortly after that, it came my business on Instagram and my entire presence on Instagram, which I didn't actually fully realize I was letting go so majorly at the time. I originally intended maybe like a week or two but as time went on, I just stepped further and further away from this business and from my presence there that I pretty much unraveled all that I had been a part of there. And shortly after I let go of my Instagram, I let go of this podcast. And with that, pretty much all of these things were life as I knew it, unraveling, dismantling, completely falling apart. And what was I left with? Me. I was left with me. For the first time ever. And this was an opportunity that I think so few people will ever actually have to truly face themselves with nothing else in the way. Without these little things that we pick up as part of our identity that really aren't us, they're just outside of us. And I almost feel emotional just talking about it because I feel so grateful, although it was uncomfortable, to have fallen into the opportunity to see myself in this light so fully, so bare and open and vulnerable and just me. And to bring in another analogy of what this experience of dismantling, of entering void space was for me, is like, is as typically such in my little hometown that I moved back to in Canada. It's like all of a sudden, I had this very short and intense autumn season. The leaves were falling, everything fell apart. And then... I went into a very long winter. And this winter actually turned out to be the most beautiful experience. Like I said, both moment to moment in the way that I was experiencing life and in retrospect in what it's given me now. And I'm not promising that it will be this way for everyone, nor am I suggesting to go and uproot your life. But 
if you've been feeling the nudges in that direction or that something is out of alignment or that you have something that's calling to you that maybe feels a little bit weird or you're not really sure why you're feeling this inclination towards a certain thing, maybe begin to explore the possibility of leaning into that or leaning away from what's feeling misaligned. So what this season gave me, what a gift it was, truly what a gift. It gifted me slowness, which created the space to experience this connection to myself and to nature that I never had before. And from me being in that place where I was so in flow and in tune with what it means to be me and my inherent oneness with nature, I ended up calling in and attracting these soul-aligned new friends and community. And this is something that is so important because community is one of the most essential needs that we have as humans. And I would love, love, love to go a little bit more in depth into my experience of creating community when I went back home in during this void space of mine, perhaps in another conversation. So maybe let me know if that's something you want to hear about. But other things that this void space gifted me in the slowness of it all in this winter season was a new perspective. It helped me see so much beauty in so much of life that I had previously only ever seen as mundane. It helped me see the world in a different way. It helped me see myself in a different way. It helped me interact with others in a different way. And it gave me space to deeply explore my ever unfolding self and the new passions that came along with that and the new interests and the new curiosities that came along with the little bits of myself that I discovered. A little ant calling on my hand. <laughs> and I would say the last thing that overall this void winter season gave me was the gift of just living more presently. Living more presently with every little thing that I was doing in my life, every person in my life, every yoga class that I did, every moment I spent in nature, I had a sense of presence that I've never experienced before because I truly just didn't have anywhere else to be. I existed only in that moment. I had no idea of where I was going. I had no future vision of my way out. And it gave me the gift of just being able to experience life that was in front of me. And I think it sounds so simple, but it's something that so few of us ever really get to experience. And it's something that I've taken with me, although not perfectly, largely into my life today. And I say that almost with like hesitancy because I am not entirely sure that I'm fully out of this like winter season. Like I think I'm starting to kind of come out of it now. But it's been like a long, stagnant period in my life, I guess I would say, in some areas of my life. I mean, we will acknowledge the fact that I am currently 
in Bali and have been solo traveling for the past five plus months, which is by no means a stagnant experience. It is very much so full of newness and momentum and new experiences. However, I want to touch on one last thing before we get into the kind of solo travel era of my life, which is where I am now. Earlier, I spoke about those nudges that are kind of your sign of misalignment in your life. And I kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about what that might look like or feel like for you so you can start to potentially pick it out and recognize that in your life. Maybe it's um, unhappiness or low energy or low motivation or desire to show up to the job or the relationship or the degree or whatever it is in your life that's maybe just a little bit out of alignment. Maybe it's this calling on your heart to explore a new place or this new energy that feels like something is stirring up within you that is exciting or adventurous or calling you to maybe change something up in your environment. I think being able to pay attention to these nudges comes with attunement to your body and body awareness and feeling sensations in the body and checking in with yourself and asking yourself what's present for you and how you're feeling about life, about yourself, about different little things that exist within the realm of your life. Time for another breath. This has been a lot of life coming at you. So let's just like hit baseline again. Ready? Slow and juicy inhale, followed by a slow and juicy exhale. Okay, let's get into the very last part of my story that I want to kind of encompass in this little summary overview of who is Elise, what is the background for all of these conversations to come on the Courage Project podcast, (laughs) and just this little bit of insight into my journey and my story that hasn't ever been explicitly told, which I also think is kind of interesting. If anyone has been really following along with me on social media since the beginning, since I started my fitness page, I'm curious if there's something along these lines that is coming to you that's new, that's unknown, or if you've been following along this journey and you're like, Elise, I already know, I know all of this. <laughs> I guess I've never really shared about my void space experience though before, so. Anywho, let's dive into where I am in this moment and in this season of solo travel. (laughs) And I laugh very lovingly at the Elise who existed in the months leading up to my departure and who did my travel planning or (laughs) lack thereof, which I do also give her compassion because being in this like void space There were often moments when I really did not have much energy or motivation to do much of anything at all. And I remember so clearly like these 
long stretches of time when I couldn't even really move my body. Like I was doing yin yoga, which if you don't know, it's the type of yoga that's very slow, long holds of a stretch or a pose that is very low to the ground. So very minimal movement. Um, I was just really in this place that I had never experienced such an energy before, but I let it exist. All of this to say, um, not a lot of travel planning actually occurred. Although I am incredibly grateful for this now, it did create a lot of, let's say, friction in my initial experience after departing and leaving home. Funny enough, I actually left home without any accommodation booked for my arrival in Bali back in January. Um, I booked my first two nights of accommodation during my layover in South Korea, less than 24 hours before I was to land in Bali. And I actually didn't ever intend to book that. I thought I would just figure it out when I got here, which I'm really glad that I decided to book that accommodation. Um, oh, wow. I'm just so, like, I'm smiling right now because I'm thinking of the Elise that existed in those times too when I first landed in Bali. And, oh, I just give her so much love and so much compassion because, damn, like, she struggled through some shit. And she came out so strong on the other side. Oh, it just... This is why I'm so grateful that I didn't plan because I would have robbed myself of so much growth and so much rich experience if I had done it any other way than exactly the way that I did. Because throwing myself blindly into the great unknown of Bali, of Asia, of solo travel, of whatever my journey was to come, I learned and grew in ways that most people will probably never have the opportunity to. And for that, I am so deeply grateful. And I'm not saying that the only way to grow and learn through solo travel or through travel in general is to throw yourself completely blindly into it. But I am glad that I didn't have guidance along the way or I didn't have an idea of exactly what it was going to look like because stumbling through it myself and learning as I go has been rooting me so deeply in my confidence of my ability to overcome hard things. And I think that the reason why few people will ever actually do it so blindly and so, I guess you could say courageously, um, is because us humans have this need for control. And we have this need to know and predict what our situation is going to be like, going to look like, going to feel like. And I think this is rooted in our fear of experiencing discomfort, of experiencing pain. And so we control so much of our environment, we grasp on that control so that we will never have to experience discomfort and never have to experience pain. And I was asked the other day by a friend, what is one trait that I've cultivated during my travels or something that I've noticed about myself that didn't exist before? And what I said was, it's this 
radical willingness to experience discomfort and almost bordering on a seeking of discomfort. And I do this because I know how powerful it is now for my growth. And I'm like, almost like this adrenaline junkie on discomfort. And I thrive off of it. It's like something that I crave. And it's actually interesting because now as I'm in a season of being a little bit slower in my little jungle home in Bali that I've come to for some rooting and grounding after months of traveling around, I've very clearly noticed myself actually craving that sense of discomfort again. And I knew this would happen once I slowed down and got myself to a little bit of a more baseline grounded sensation. But I want that sense of discomfort. I want to put myself in situations that I get to meet more of myself. So yes, I've been creating that experience for myself in little ways here and there amidst this experience that I've created for myself for the short-term future of just like stability and rootedness and groundedness. But I still do crave it on that larger scale. And I'm really looking forward to having this spark reignited within me in a way that will give me momentum to experience even more growth and even more of myself in my travels to come. But wow, has solo travel ever been an enriching and enlivening and incredibly gorgeous experience of returning to self, of creating home within myself, of introducing and learning new perspectives and new ways of living in a way that you can never really know unless you actually experience it. And so this is another piece that I really wanted to bring into this story because this will largely color the backdrop of the conversations that we're going to have in this podcast to come in future episodes because of all the new experiences that I'm having on such a moment-to-moment basis. And both the internal and external experiences of myself and of the world that I've been digesting and processing and will hope to transmute into things that you can leverage to help you along your journey as well. So one last thing I guess I will dip into before we wrap up this episode is the foreseeable future, which doesn't go very far. So don't worry, you're not in for too much of an explanation here because I literally cannot predict my life much more than a few days or weeks in advance these days, which is beautiful. I'm going with the flow. But as you can imagine, it does get a little bit um, uprooting and unsettling at times. However, right now I'm currently finishing some online studies that I've been doing for a little longer than I would have hoped to, but as you can imagine, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to make time for studying and sitting down with a computer when you're traveling and there's so much newness and so many things you want to see and experience. But I am studying the wisdom of Ayurveda. And these studies of this wisdom of Ayurveda will tie incredibly nicely into what I'm stepping into in literally only a few days, which is crazy to me, which is my very first yoga teacher training. 
And the wisdom from both of these studies will intertwine so well because they are actually sister sciences. They are based off of the same Vedic wisdom. And Ayurveda is like yoga's lesser known younger sister that like exists, but no one really talks about. I don't really know why, but it's this very holistic lifestyle consciousness based medical science. It is a 5,000 year old medical science that is based around our oneness with nature and its prime focus is on bringing us back to wholeness and balance, which will allow us to live a life of joy, of health and of vitality. And it's all based on our lifestyle in preventative ways that we can prevent dis-ease in our mind and body. So all of this to say, you'll hear more about Ayurveda in the future, I'm sure, if you're not familiar with it now. And if that planted a little seed for you, maybe do a little Google search in the meantime. But the wisdom from these studies of Ayurveda, of yoga, and from my experiences of solo travel and my little void experience, my little void, it wasn't that little, but anyways, and all of these experiences that have shaped me over the past three-ish years that I just outlined, but also life in general, all of this, among other little fascinations and things that I learn along the way, will all come together and be infused into each conversation in both subtle and obvious ways that will have on this podcast in the future. (sighs) So that's been my journey of returning to myself and my truth thus far. And I know there is still much more to go, which is beautifully exciting, but I am truly just enjoying it all. And I cannot wait to invite you along this journey with me and cultivate a deeper experience of ourselves and of our lives that we damn deserve to experience. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Let me know how this conversation landed with you. Are there any pieces of my story that you saw yourself in or any nuggets that spoke to you? Send me a DM on Instagram. My name is Elise Laureen, if you don't already have me over there. And let's keep the conversation going or just like send me a little message, say, hi, I listened to your episode because I love to know who I'm having this conversation with. That's not just myself looking in my mirror. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I am sending so much love right from my heart to yours. And I will talk to you so soon. Bye.